How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for one final time this week for Hot Takes of TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined once again by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to everybody. Oh, it's that time, baby. Uh, logging off work on a Friday, time to talk some sports. Ain't nothing better. Oh, yeah. This is what I look forward to every time I log off work. I'm like, man, we're about, me and Ben are about to get a breakdown of all these games. It's what I look forward to the most all week is this podcast. We were cranking out podcasts all week long, talking about NBA draft and all that good old stuff. NBA uh, free agency kicks off here in a few minutes as well. It's the top of the hour, 6 o'clock, so it's just going to be more and more and more. I want to do a little post-draft podcast, but I figured what's the point when all the information is going to be old in the day once free agency starts. So we'll wait for the dust to settle a little bit on that, but we don't have to wait for the dust to settle on this. We got college football, possibly the best weekend of the entire year. I know we've said that multiple times, but I'm going to stick it on this one with all the good matchups we got. First game, honestly, we'll start out here at the 12 o'clock hour with, unfortunately, my Florida State Seminoles playing against the Clemson Tigers. Number four, Clemson is at FSU. Florida State finds themselves as a 35-point home underdog. That's right, you heard that correctly, a 35.5-point home underdog. Over-under set at 64.5. My, oh, my, how the mighty have fallen. Ben, what are you doing with this one? Anything? Uh, this has got to be one of the bigger underdogs in Florida State home home game history. If I had to guess, this is ugly. Uh, Clemson's young quarterback, true freshman quarterback, started last week and he's hurt. Is that right? So, so they're going back to who they had before. Yeah, no. Right. Jordan Travis is supposed to try to play a little bit. Purdy's out. Travis though is banged up, so I mean, I wouldn't expect anything out of him. This is going to get ugly. Uh, I honestly have no, or I have no care to watch this game, so I'm not going to have a bet on it. But I. I would take first half Clemson. This is going to get ugly. I, I really don't think Clemson starters will play this whole game. Yeah, so unfortunately as a fan, I'll have to watch this game, and it'll probably get my drinking started pretty early on a Saturday. And I am cannot play anything on this game because I will not play against my teams. I'll put it this way for y'all like I texted Ben earlier in the week. We absolutely embarrassed uh, Clemson when they were, I believe, ranked number two in the nation when we marched into Death Valley with the Jameis Winston-led Florida State Seminoles back in 2013. And we beat the crap out of them, embarrassed them, put a 56 spot up on them. I believe it was 56-13 was the final score. Davos never forgot it. He'll run the score up on us anytime he can. Like I said, I don't bet against my team. If I did, I would say Clemson minus 21.5 is the lock of the century. Also, Clemson first quarter minus 7.5 is a lock as well. Go ahead and take those if I were y'all. That's free money right there. Um, let's move on now. I, I just realized as well, me and Ben forgot to recap last week's games. I'll go over the recap at the end of the podcast rather than at the beginning. So if y'all want to stick around to hear how we did, wait till the end of the podcast. Um, next game up as well, we'll go by the hours. So we'll stay at the 12 o'clock hour as well with the game that I actually want to watch, which is number nine, Indiana, on the road at number three, Ohio State. Ohio State finds himself as a 20 and a half point home favorite over under set at 67. Ben, you take anything on this one? This is really interesting. Uh, Penix Jr., the Indiana quarterback, is playing well. Uh, people who have regularly listened to this know I love lefties. I'm a lefty myself, so I'm always going to root for a lefty. This this just kind of feels like one of those games where uh, the the nice hype train, the nice story that the Indiana Hoosiers are uh, kind of comes to an end, to be honest with you. But I don't have a play on this game, but I would take Indiana plus the points. I, I really don't think Ohio State is that much better. Like I, I don't think this Ohio State team is better than last year's team, to be honest with you. So it, I, it's going to be a no play for me. I, I'm so excited to watch this game. I really hope Indiana wins, but 
Uh, I would take Indiana with the points, but it's not going to be a play. Yeah, so my one tr- big trend I have for this entire podcast falls into place for three games. This is one of the three that it falls in place for. Um, I am not – I'm kind of like you on this one. I'm probably not going to take anything. So ranked underdogs, whether it's to another ranked team or not, are 5-16-1 against the spread. I mean, looking at this game, I feel like Indiana with the points is like – I feel like that has to be the play. But I'm going to say not so fast here and say this game is a trap of Vegas trying to trap people into wanting to bet on the Hoosiers. Look, Indiana doesn't have a scoring drive over 60 yards this season. They also force tons of turnovers when you look at who they played. I mean, against Michigan, they had receivers running wide open down the field. Michigan on third down kept committing hella penalties. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from what they did because they beat the living crap out of them, but I'm just saying it seemed a little fraudulent for how bad they dominated that game. Michigan State, in my opinion, is probably the worst team in college football out of Power 5 teams. I mean... I don't think Indiana's done anything here to keep this one within the number, but at the same time, if Indiana's competitive and should be a top five team or top ten team, they should be able to cover. I don't feel confident enough though to back them here in this spot. Nothing for either of us on this game. Move now to the next one here, which is Cincinnati on the road at number six UCF. I have two plays on this one. Ben, you go first. This is an exciting game. I don't know if it means much for the college football playoff um, because I don't really know if Cincinnati's going to get a fair chance to get in, even if they go undefeated. Cincinnati was my pick to win their conference. I'm not picking against them until they lose. Uh, in in this conference, though, I really stay away from picking a team, and I like the totals. Uh, it's a high total. I love taking overs, but I'm. it's going to be a no play, but I would take the under on this. I think it's 63 is the total, I believe. 64 right? and a half now. 64 and a half, and to be honest with you, like – I know that UCF can put up a lot of points. I like Gabriel, their quarterback. Cincinnati's been been able to put up a lot of points, but Cincinnati is really a defensive team, and they run the football. I, w- I would take the under in this game. You said the under? I would take the under, which is rare for this conference. So, Ben, I'm, I'm on the opposite side here of you on that one. I kind of like it, though. We don't disagree often. Um, I'm taking the over in this game as one of my most confident plays of the weekend. I'm also taking the points here with UCF. I personally think UCF is going to come out here, give them a strong game, good showing for the Knights. I mean, yeah, they've lost two games this season, but I think this is the game where they kind of put it all out on the line here. This is going to be the toughest game, I think, for the Bearcats, too. This Cincinnati offense is nasty. Their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, throws the ball over team. Cincinnati or UCF has the number one passing offense in all of college football, number 11 scoring, number 20 rushing attack. Cincinnati is the number 15 rushing attack. I think these teams will score tons of points. I'm going to take the over in this one, and I'm also going to take UCF plus six. I think UCF keeps it close, and I wouldn't be shocked if we see an upset here. Central Florida against um, Cincinnati in this um or in this uh, rivalry, you know, it's it's pretty much about split even. So against them in the past, so I, I just think Central Florida man catching these points. I think Josh Highpool's squad comes out in balls. I just can't take the over in every single big game of this conference because that's what you and I usually do. Because there's not much defense, but there is one team that can play some defense in this conference, and that's the Bearcats. So you know, I, I think they can show up. Yeah, see, I, I like your logic there, but at the same time, I just feel like the only way that UCF is going to be able to cover this is if it goes over, and I also feel like the only way Cincinnati is going to be able to win this game if it goes over. I feel like that I'm very confident in this UCF offense showing up, especially when they're coming in off a of bye. 
Um, up next is Mississippi State. The garbage Bulldogs find themselves on the road. They're almost out of scholarship players now at number 13 UGA. Um, total is at 24.5. Over-under set at uh, 44.5. I have two plays on this game. I'm going Georgia first half. Minus 14, JT Daniels takes the reins the first time for the Dogs. I expect the Dogs to be able to easily score 14 points in this first half against them. Honestly, I look for Georgia to get up decent, to get out to a quick lead and then kind of coast just because I don't think Kirby Smart wants to look stupid for not playing Daniels when he comes out here and balls out. I mean, imagine how bad that would look if JT Daniels came out here and put up 28 points off the rip. I think, though, Georgia should be up by more than 14 points at halftime. I'll be shocked if Mississippi State scores more than 10 points in this game. I think the Dogs are going to take their foot off the gas and coast the whole second half. I expect the final score of this game to be something like 24-0 Georgia, 24-7. I don't expect anything really from this Mississippi State offense with their best player, Kylan Hill, being out. Give me Dogs first half in the under. I'm going to take the under as well uh, with you. Listen, this is... This is a tryout for JT Daniels. Uh, he's there. He's got, let's see, he's got two years of eligibility left, if I believe. Uh, well, I guess three, because this year doesn't count. This year doesn't count for eligibility. So he's got three left. He's got Brock Vandergriff, Brock Vandergriff who um, is coming into Georgia next season. Supposed to be, it kind of depends on what website you look at. He's either the number one or number two quarterback in the country. Uh, supposed to be a stud. This is a tryout for JT Daniels. Listen, you and I have talked about how bad Dewan Mathis looked. I really don't think he will be in red and black next year. If Even if he doesn't transfer, I honestly think Georgia should just kick him out of the program. He's never he's never going to play. I mean, he's so bad, he's just never going to play. This is a tryout for JT Daniels before Brock gets on campus. Kirby needs to get something going with his quarterbacks because i got to tell you, he's one of the worst coaches in the country at finding a quarterback. So. He's hoping Brock is the answer for next year, but JT gets his first crack at it. I'm going to take the under yeah, again. I like how we're both on the same page there with this one, Ben. Hopefully we can get to the window with both those. Next game up here in Tuscaloosa, your boys, Alabama, number one team in the nation, has the Wildcats of Kentucky on the road. Alabama finds himself a 30-point uh, home favorite, which I'm sure no one's shocked of. Over-under set at 58. You got anything on this one, Ben? Honestly, I don't think I'm going to play anything. I I haven't taken a look yet. I'm going to look at the first quarter bet. I always look at the first quarter bet for Alabama. Um, I, I'm really just uh, – they haven't played in two weeks. Um, you know, one was a bye week. The other one because uh, LSU was having uh, COVID issues, uh, so they say. Um, you know, Bama's going to coast in this game. They're not They're not going to lose this game. It's not going to be close. Um, but, listen, I – I think Saban has a lot of respect for what Mark Stoops has done in this program, so we'll see. Um, Bama should score a lot of points on Kentucky's defense, and this should be a coast uh, to another victory. But it's it's, yeah. it's a no uh, play. it's a no play for me. I think you said everything pretty well. Also, think Alabama actually comes out fired up off the bye week with everyone now saying Kyle Trash should win Heisman and not Mac Jones. Therefore, I think Alabama comes out hot, throws the ball all over him, lets Mac go ahead and cool down for the second half. I'm taking Alabama one half minus 17 and a half. I think there will be no shortage of Alabama points in that first half. Kentucky's a great defensive team. They got nothing on offense. Bama has one of them. Bama and Georgia have the top three defenses in the SEC. Kentucky will struggle to move the ball up and down the field. Alabama should route them. I mean, there's, a, there's, I mean, Kentucky may have a good defense, but there's, there's not an offense in the SEC that looks like Bama's. So, I mean, there hasn't been a defense that slowed them down yet. So we'll see. I really hope Mac Jones puts up six touchdowns. So, I think he has. A, and you know what? There's actually an interesting story. Mac Jones uh, almost committed to the University of Kentucky. 
Wow. And he, I didn't he, even know that. He decided to come to Alabama, and he was in the same recruiting class as Tua, knowing he probably wasn't going to play. Trust the process. Didn't play much, and guess what? He's a senior starting. He's in the Heisman race, and uh, seems like the process has worked out just fine for him. Yeah, I, I love all that you said right there, Ben. It's great to see a guy like Mac Jones be able to succeed in everything. Up next, we go to uh, – we have uh, – what do they call it? Is it Bedlam, Oklahoma? Bedlam. Yeah, Bedlam, Oklahoma State, number 14 in the nation, on the road at Oklahoma. Oklahoma finds themselves a seven-point home favorite and over-under set at 59. Look, I'm going to have to fade Oklahoma here. I I don't feel great about this because I feel like they're trying to trap us here, and Oklahoma State's offense hasn't been as dynamic as I was expecting it to be this season. But at the same time, if you're Oklahoma State – in that game against Texas, you turned the ball over seven times, and you kind of, or not seven times, four times, and you got kind of embarrassed, honestly. I think this is Oklahoma State's chance to put their foot down. They only have one loss this season. This is your chance. You have a defense. Oklahoma's no defense. This is your chance to come out here, get a big win. I think this game will probably go over, which I'm not playing, but I feel fine taking my seven points with Oklahoma State. I know it goes against the trend I gave out earlier, but I, I just feel like, man, Oklahoma State's got to get the cover here. Yeah, we're in agreement on this one. Uh, just. Too many. I mean, I know that we talked. You just talked about the turnovers that Oklahoma State had in their big game against uh, Texas, but Spencer Rattler just turns the ball over too. Um, so I, I think Oklahoma State should be able to turn over Spencer Rattler. They, I think they should be able to get pressure on him. To be honest with you, this is a big chance for uh, Oklahoma State's offense, specifically the quarterback position, to uh, show out in the big game. I don't think they played that well against Texas. So you know, you can always rely on Chuba Hubbard. I like Oklahoma State plus seven. Yeah, glad we agree on that one again, Ben. I think that it's going to be a fun one to watch. That one's at 7.30 that night. Last game here, 3.30 game. Um, I believe this one's on ABC. Number 10, Wisconsin's on the road at number 19, Northwestern. Northwestern finds himself a 7.5-point home dog over-under set at 44 in this one. Um, I'm all over Wisconsin. I took him at minus 7. I still like him at minus 7.5. I think Wisconsin wins this game something like 28-10 to 10 or maybe even more than that. Graham Mertz is the highest recruited quarterback in the history of this program. He's looked every bit the part so far. I know they've beaten up on bad teams, but I mean, when you look at Northwestern, Northwestern's done the exact same thing. Northwestern's beaten up on bad teams. I mean, a lot of their offensive numbers come from their first game of the season. This defense is really, really, really good for Northwestern. I don't want to take anything away from them. I just simply think Wisconsin's offense is too dynamic. I think they'll be able to get margin pretty easily in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they stay under the total in this one, but I think North, or Wisconsin wins and covers this one pretty easily. Yeah, and I believe Northwestern's success has uh, come from the the ability to create turnovers um, on defense, uh, pretty similar to Indiana. I think Indiana's defense has caused some turnovers this year. And listen, you're playing a freshman quarterback. Um, he doesn't really look like a freshman. I'll tell you that. He looks pretty poised in the pocket. I know that Wisconsin doesn't throw the ball deep down the field too often, but um, – I, this is going to be a no play for me. I, I, I don't have the confidence in picking. I, I lean towards Northwestern, to be honest with you, but I don't have the confidence to put money on it for right now. Um, this is going to be a no play for me. I think this is, if you like Big Ten football and you're listening to this, this is a Big Ten football game. Uh, this will be tough in the trenches. The, Northwestern plays good defense. Wisconsin, um, their running back now is also really good and also a very high-rated um, recruit. But it does start with the quarterback for Wisconsin, uh, which is rare to say, but this is going to be a no play for me. But I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this game. Like we said, it's going to be a great slate here on Saturday, so all these games are going to be great to watch. 
Um, let's go ahead and flip things over now to Sunday. Sunday, we got another great slate as well in the NFL. Probably one of the better slates we've had in the NFL this season. Um, if, if I had to guess, me and Ben were very fired up to get on here and break this one down. Um, let's go ahead and start things off here with um, Atlanta, with our Atlanta Falcons on the road at the New Orleans Saints. This line has moved now to three and a half. I gave out a max play earlier today on Atlanta plus four and a half over unders at fifty. Ben, you taking anything on this one? Oh wow! Um, I really want to take Falcons money line. <laughs> Tell you that. Um, you know, for now, yeah, give me give me the Falcons. Uh, Actually, I'm going to do a no play on this. I think I'm going to put the Falcons in a teaser, to be honest with you. Um, but here's the way I look at it. and I just want to go real quick on the Saints. We talked about our confidence in uh, can, they, can, they win the, can they win the division. Drew Brees has been placed on the injured reserve, meaning he's out a minimum minimum of three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind he's 40 – is he 41 years old? A collapsed long four uh, bruised ribs or whatever he's dealing with. Ah. I honestly don't know if he can even get back in three weeks. We'll just have to play that by ear. But the Bucks' next three games are Rams, Chiefs, Vikings. Those are tough games. Saints' next three games are Va- uh, Falcons, Broncos, Falcons. So I still think the Saints have a good chance to win this division. I I'm bow- I just cannot believe that Taysom Hill is starting at quarterback. I'm most likely taking the Falcons, uh, but I'll probably take them in a teaser instead of that plus four or plus three now. Yeah, I agree with you on this one. Taysom Hill is not an NFL quarterback. He's going to get absolutely exposed here. Um, Raheem Morris should have tons of experience against Taysom Hill and the Saints team, even Jameis Winston if he gets thrown in there in general. Um, Like I said, I still like the Falcons at plus 3.5. I think the Falcons should cover this one and keep it within the number easily. I think the Falcons win this one straight up. I'm taking the Falcons as well in a teaser with Kansas City. Um, like I just think it's a good spot for Atlanta, man. Atlanta should come in focused. Atlanta should be ready to throw the ball around. We're off a of bye week, which is also a good thing. I think Matt Ryan and the boys will be ready to get things going on offense. Uh, do we do we know if Calvin Ridley is going to be able to go? Uh, last time I checked, he's still listed as questionable. I uh, didn't did not play the week before the bye week. I saw he's a full participant in practice on. Okay. I think it was yesterday, okay. so I'm hoping he can get ready to go. Um, next game up here is another is kind of a revenge game here from the playoffs last year. As in your backyard, the Tennessee Titans travel to the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens five point home favorites over under set at forty nine and a half. I'll start out on this one. I love the Titans here in this spot. Um, no max bet on this one, but I'm definitely taking Tennessee. Look, I think Tennessee should be able to keep this one in, within the number. Baltimore struggles passing the ball. That's where Tennessee's defense struggles is against the pass, not against the run. They're decent against – they're respectable against the run, I should say, not good against the run. But also, too, Derrick Henry should be able to run all over them as they're going to be without Calais Campbell and other guys on defense. They don't have have Ronnie Stanley anymore. Also, tight end Nick Boyle's out, and we know they have that little dink and dunk over the middle passing offense without a tight end in there. And he's like a fullback slash run blocker for him, too. I think it makes a huge difference. I think the Ravens, are all these injuries are starting to add up. Titans should be able to keep this one in within the number. Ravens will win outright, though. Yeah, see, I, I, this is going to be a no play for me. Uh, I, I don't have a good grip on this game in my head, to be honest with you, because – I agree with you. I think the Titans should be able to keep it within the number. Uh, Tannehill's got to play much better than he is right now. Um, they got to get Derrick Henry going again, too. I mean, he, he's been pretty good, but Tannehill needs to step it up one more to- uh, a couple more times. But here's the thing. I've said this about the Ravens. I, I think the Ravens beat the good teams in the league, and they lose to the great teams. But I don't think the Titans are a great team. So, you know, I, I think the Ravens should win this game, uh, especially because it's in Baltimore. But 
I believe they also have another defensive lineman out. Um, I thought they had two guys out. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm, I can't remember who what his name is. That's why I just said and they have other injuries had, on the defense, yeah, but they do. So they had, yeah, okay. So, I mean, up the middle, Derrick Henry should be able to run. Uh, his nickname's El Tractor Seat, though, for a reason. Uh, he's hard to tackle. Uh, if he gets in that, if he can get to the second level, I, there's not many secondary players that can tackle this guy. Uh, it's impossible to tackle him one on one. It's gonna be a no play for me. But uh, go Titans. Hey. This is a big game. This is a big game, by the way, for both teams. Mm-hmm. Tennessee needs this one bad. Is there? But hey, it's the six and three teams, like we talked about on last podcast. And Lots I don't. I think. I think both teams are on the outside looking in of the playoffs currently. Yeah, so there you go. It's, it's, this game's got a lot riding on it. It's going to be a fun one to watch at the 1 o'clock hour. Let's flip over to the 4 o'clock hour. I believe this is America's game of the week as the Green Bay Packers are on the road at the Indianapolis Colts. Indy finds himself a 1.5-point home favorite um, over under set at 51. Um, I'll start out on this one again. So Devontae Adams has yet to practice, but he was officially ruled in. LaFleur said he's 100% a go in this game. I think that's massive as also – Alan Lazard looks like he's going to be back in as well. Packers are going to get their two weapons back in on the outside. Also, left tackle David Bakhtiari is back as well for the Packers. The Packers are getting healthy at the right time offensively. I think they're going to be able to march up and down the field on the Colts. Look, their defense isn't great. The Colts should be able to put up some points. But at the end of the day, I don't think Indianapolis can keep up with this scoring. Phillip Rivers is bound to throw a couple picks. Maybe I'm Ben didn't predict it, but maybe <laughs> a little interception action here from Phillip Rivers wouldn't be a bad one. Jair Alexander and the boys in that secondary seem to fly around and make all kinds of plays. I think Green Bay will end up putting up the points and get a huge home or a huge road victory. I mean, when you look at the Packers' losses too, I think this is easily. I, I'm struggling honestly to find a reason not to think they're the best team in the NFC right now. Give me Green Bay. I'm gonna agree with you on this. This is gonna be technically my first play of the week. I'm going to put the Packers in. I'm going to, well, not the Packers. I'm going to put the Packers in a teaser. I'm also going to take the Packers money line. I'm probably also going to take uh, the team total over for the Packers. I don't care Same. how good, the, I don't care how good this pack, uh, Colts defense is. It is good. When you get Alan Lazard back, you have Devontae Adams playing this week. Not to mention Vauntless, uh, Vauntless Scantling is coming off, I think, his best week this season. I believe he had two, do you have two touchdowns last week, I think? Or maybe. Yeah, I think, maybe, I think you're right on that. I think he had two, but he definitely had one deep ball. Listen, he, he this dude's fast. Alan Lazard is fast. These are the deep threats that Rodgers likes to go to. Uh, love that Devontae Adams was a full participant. He's coming back. Offensive lineman you mentioned is coming back. Um, the, I have no idea. I mean, honestly, I have no idea why the Colts are even favored in this game. Hey, I, it originally opened as the Colts being the underdog, and then after that big road victory and them having the days off and everything and the Packers string with the Jags, it flipped, but – I love playing against those narratives right there. Um, next game up is the last game within the hours before the primetime games of Monday and Sunday. We finally have some good Monday and Sunday night primetime games. Rare that you have both games being good. We have the Eagles at the Brownies. Um, the Brownies find themselves a three-point home favorite over under set at 47.5. You got anything on this one, Ben? I mean, this is a big game for the Eagles, but i got to be honest with you. Carson Wentz stinks. I know that he doesn't have much around him. I get that, but he stinks. So, but I, have, I really don't have confidence in the Browns. I, I, I don't. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to check the weather for the game. And if it's not bad, if it's normal football weather, I'm going to take the Browns minus three, and I'm thinking about the under because I, 
I think the Browns have with with Chubb back. I think Kareem Hunt rolling. Um, the Browns defense is incredible. Carson Wentz. I I really think this is the game. If if, if I'm giving it out, people, you want to take a quarterback to throw an interception. I think it's Carson Wentz. This this pass rush for the Browns is serious. I mean, Miles Garrett is living up so far to every bit of that contract he just got. That dude is a lot faster than I thought he was. I don't know. I mean, I, I knew he was fast, but he flies off that uh, off that edge rush. I think Carson Wentz struggles in this game. Lack of weapons. I think the pass rush gets to him. And uh, I'm going to take Browns minus three, and I also might take the under, but just lock me in for now for Brian, Browns minus three. I wish um I wish I was better at production so I could play some uh, epic music for us having the opposite side right here because I have the opposite side here and I have a max bet on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Miles Garrett is going to be out of this game. Also, too, oh, is he Eagles. out? Yeah, he's out. Also, to an Eagles was... injury report that I couldn't fit in one screen on my computer has all of a sudden turned into a five-player thing that doesn't have any huge players on there. So. I think that's it. What were you about to say before? I, I didn't. I didn't know Miles Garrett was out. I didn't read about that. That's. I was just hyping him up. I, I think that's a big reason why Carson Wentz would struggle because of the pass rush it leads with him. Mm-hmm. Um, switch my Browns minus three. I'm going to take the under in this game. Hey, that's also not a bad pick. As weather should be a factor once again. We've seen the weather blowing through strong through that uh, Cleveland stadium. Um, I, yeah, you know, I love the I love the Eagles in this spot for the reasons I was giving. They have they have Alshon Jeffrey and all their weapons back on offense. Also, I feel like this is a must win after a huge loss for the Browns la- or for the uh, Eagles last week. I feel like they bounced back here. Nobody's going to want to take them after they lose like they did to the Giants. I think they bounce back, get things back together. No Miles Garrett in there is a huge game changer, I think, for Cleveland as I value him as one of the best pass rushers in the entire NFL. Um, so real next, quick, real, real quick, who should be the favorite to win the NFC East, or or do you want to wait till this week? Let's wait till after this week, just because I don't have team schedules pulled up off the top of my head. But let's put it this way: if I could get the Giants plus two hundred, I'd probably just take it out of principle. It's more than that. I think it's I think it's in the threes that you can get it at. I might just have to take that out of principle because I don't trust any of these teams right now. Honestly, too, look for the Washington football team to get a win this week. I think they're going to win this week and make that even, make that maybe even a little three-way tie action. So, definitely more to come there. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, Kansas City Chiefs are on the road out for revenge against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, who are a seven-point home dog over under 56. First off, a lot of this Raiders team is going to be out because of COVID. They had all kinds of scares with that. We've seen these units that get decimated by COVID. We've seen these teams not cover the spreads. The Raiders have not handled COVID well. I think the NFL is going to crack down on for that. Anyway, this is the same Raiders team that took a lap around the stadium after giving Kansas City their one loss. Kansas City's off a of bye week. Andy Reid off a of bye week is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I'll be teasing the Chiefs with the with the Falcons here in the spot. Also, though, this is something I love even more. I love Kansas City first quarter. I think they come out here with some pre-drawn up plays. I think they at least score 14 points in the first quarter. I don't hate the. I don't even know what their team total is for the first quarter. I like that over as well. But I'm going to take Kansas City's first quarter spread. I'm also going to take Kansas City full game here. I think they come out here and steamroll them. I think the I think Patrick Mahomes comes out and reminds them who Daddy is. I don't think that Kansas City's playing any games here. I think they come out and embarrass them, remind everybody who the best team is in the NFL because everyone wants to talk about Pittsburgh right now. Give me Kansas City Chiefs all those bets. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas City for the game, uh, minus seven for sure. Andy Reid has also talked about um, that the, the team is well aware of what the Raiders did the last time they played. Um, I think he's mentioned it at least two separate times in a press conference. 
So it's in their back of the head. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to take a a good long look at the first quarter bet as well. I agree with you that I think Mahomes and the Chiefs kind of come out early. Um, I think they put this again. I think they put this game away early. And boy, the Raiders. I mean, they had like almost their entire defense on the COVID list. Um, That that doesn't mean that all of them won't be playing. Um, Some of them, I think it was contact contact tracing. I think some people Mm -hmm. are around. So I'm sure most of them will play. I really don't think it matters. Uh, for the official play, just give me Chiefs with the points. Yeah, it's pretty much like their whole entire defensive line and secondary. So, I mean, they're going to be out of sync, though, when you think about it, you know. So, I, I like Kansas City quite a good bit here in this one. I don't care what public money says on this one. Also, too, that 1Q is looking like it's going to be minus 2.5, which I love as well. Um, last game on here, Monday Night Football. It's going to be a good one, possibly the best Monday Night Football game of the season. Actually, no, it can't be that because we had that Kansas City game on Monday night. But Rams on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks four-point favorite over under set at 48. Got two plays on this one. Ben, you go first, though. This is going to be a real good game to watch. Uh, this is, We're going to find out if the, how, how serious are the Rams. Can they compete on the road against a good team, against a good defense uh, in the Bucks? So, Here's the thing. I, I love the way that Jalen Ramsey's been playing in the secondary. Um, he had a great game against DK Metcalf. Was it last week, I last believe week. it was? Yep. Um, he's going to be – I mean, pick your poison. The Bucks got a lot of guys. So, I actually I actually think the Bucks bounce back um, against a good team this week. I'm going to take the Bucks in this point. I, I, I love Brady on prime time. Um, I, I don't think the Rams are going to have much balance in this game. I really think they're going to struggle to run the football – and to be honest with you, I, to put my money on Goff throwing the football a lot, I, I can't do it. Uh, but this is a this is a revenge game, right? Goff lost to Brady in the Super Bowl, so can McVay get it back? This is not Belichick, but he is playing Brady. Um, I, I really just think they have too many weapons. Unless are the Bucks missing anyone on offense that I don't know about? Um, no, not that I know of. Yeah, so I'm gonna give me a uh, Tampa Bay with the points. I. I just don't trust golf with my money, to be honest with you. Not against Brady in primetime. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Ben. I am also on the same side here. Um, I'm on the Bucks minus four, but I'm also on the under as a max bet in this game. I think both these teams have bring in two of the best defenses in the NFL. If, if the Rams don't already have the best defense in the NFL, both them bring these sides in here, which I personally love because of those reasons. I think this game will stay close and low scoring. Um, Tampa Bay... I think needs a big win here. This is their chance in prime yeah. time to finally get their revenge after the way they played in the last two primetime games. Also, too, Andrew Whitworth is out for the Rams. And also, on top of that, the numbers for golf have been awful. It's been the defense winning games for him. Defense can only do so much for you. I think that it ends up catching up to him here. I think Tampa Bay comes out here, wins, and covers. So, I mean, this is big because, you know, to beat Brady, to beat um, some of these older quarterbacks, you got to beat them with a defensive line pass rush. And boy, do the Rams have that. Um, they're really going to have to figure out a way to contain him in 99, Aaron Donald. Uh, I, I don't know the Bucks' center by heart, but I, I don't think he's a rookie. I think the rookie is just Tristan Wirfs, if I'm not mistaken. So, But i got to tell you, um, uh, Leonard Floyd. Is he, yeah, Leonard Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. Is, he on the, is he on the Rams? Or am I thinking yeah, he else? is on the Rams. He's been playing great these past two weeks, uh, helping out Aaron Donald. Uh, Terrell Lewis, uh, an Alabama guy, just got his first sack. He doesn't play every snap, but listen, 
the Bucks are going to have to adjust in this game. I, I really think they struggle early, to be honest with you, uh, to contain this pass rush. They're going to have to figure it out because you, you're not going to be able to just do all these slants and short passes all day long. I think Jalen Ramsey in the secondary will adjust to that, but it's hard to go deep when this pass rush is getting in you. Uh, Brady can't move, so it's going to be really interesting. I, I really, you know, you talked about, you like to talk about how the Bucks don't have much of a run game, but last week, Ronald Jones really stepped up, I thought. Uh, I, I think he's getting a little bit more confidence. I think they need to lean on him a little bit more. I think they need to try to get it going just to help out Brady. Uh, I just think Brady's, his mind is going to take this game over. I think he's, He's going to adjust to the pass rush uh, because I do think the Rams can get to him. And uh, it, it's just Brady in prime time. I don't really care how old he is. I'm, I'm going to take Brady over Goff 100% of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love all, every reason. You gave him much more in-depth reasoning than I did, Ben, which makes me like it even more. But, yeah, let's get, let's get on these guys. Let's cash these. Hopefully, finally, I can end my freaking Sunday night and Monday night football losing streak. Finally, some games on these times that I feel really, really good about. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch, Ben. What game are you looking forward to watching the most this weekend? Um, well, the the definitely the um, Rams Bucks. I'm also really excited about the Packers Colts. Um, hey, obviously Atlanta New Orleans. You and I are Falcon fans, and uh, obviously it's a hated rivalry. I'm kind of happy there's no fans, or I don't think they're allowing fans. Is that correct? For the Falcons, yeah, they're not. Yeah, well, they're, it's in New Orleans, so I don't think they're allowing fans. Um, here's what I do think, though. I, I think those games, Green Bay, Indy, and uh, Rams, uh, Bucks, are the two most interesting matchups, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'll, I'll give it out to the people. I, I haven't put it in yet, but I think Green Bay is a, is a lock to put in the teaser. I also love Kansas City in the teaser, to be honest with you. I think if you can tease the Falcons up to – uh, maybe closer to that 10 marker, maybe nine and a half. I think that's a great number. Uh, so I, it's it's going to be a teaser week for me, I think. And uh, I probably won't tweet out my picks. I don't consider myself a handicapper, but um, I've been doing pretty well on this podcast. I'll tell you that. I'll let you do the recap. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you reminded me. I almost forgot again. Yeah, Ben has been doing very well with his picks lately. Um, we didn't even go over the recap, so hopefully I have everything on here correctly. Um, let's see here. So... First game up here on the recap is Notre Dame and Boston College. We both played Boston College plus 14, and we both pushed that one. We caught the better end of the numbers. It went all the way down to 11, yet we still pushed. So, I mean, kind of a win-win right there, kind of like kissing your sister. Uh, I mean, win-lose, I mean. Um, yeah, I just completely said that wrong. Um, Arkansas against Florida. You took the over, which hit by a mile. Um, and then I took Arkansas plus 17. Um, loser for me, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. We both played nothing. I leaned towards Michigan. Thank God I did not pull the trigger. Oh, um, thank God. And then next game up here, we both had North. I had Northwestern minus two and a half. You had the under fifty and a half. Did that under hit? It did hit. Okay, there we go. So forty. That is 40, a, one, a, a one and one and zero for both of us. So I was one one and one on college football. Ben was two zero and one. So winning week once again for Ben. Um, NFL, I had Rams minus two NFL game of the week, massive winner for your boy. Um, we Thank both played Carolina that. plus six. That was a loser. And then we both played the Dolphins minus one and won that one. All that adds up to a winning week for me and an undefe or an undefeated, or I guess a one loss week for Ben. So we did pretty good last week on the picks. 
Yeah, thank you for that Rams spread. Um, um, I love the way the Dolphins are playing right now. We didn't talk about them, but, uh, you know, the defense is continuing to roll. I'm pretty disappointed in the Panthers, but, you know, I, I, I love to bet on the Panthers with an underdog, but unfortunately, Teddy Bridgewater, um, that, that didn't look too good. Um, they're an underdog at home. If you if you guys trust PJ Walker, I mean he was the MVP of the X NFL League keyword key letter being X instead of N. It's a big difference right there. Um, I think I'm off the train for the Bucks without Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you on all that, Ben. Um, anything else you want to say before we get up out of here? Great slate of college football games. Unbelievable slate of uh just football games in general uh college basketball is creeping up baby it's almost here oh yeah that reminds me we gotta hop on that college basketball preview next week it looks like it's gonna be another week of a lot of podcasts next week ben i appreciate you coming on once again and we'll have you on again soon yeah thanks man